It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Tuesday. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on Twitter. At James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. And if you haven't checked out LockedOnBengals.com in the past 48 hours, well, what the hell are you doing? I have plenty of thoughts on the Bengals' 28-21 loss to the Steelers. I wrote five thoughts, to be exact. You get my instant uh, impressions you get Jeffrey Carr's three wide set my post game podcast which uh, I recorded from the Bengals radio booth a film review with Joe Goodberry of the Athletic yesterday we've been packed we've been stacked and it's Tuesday and to top things off I mentioned uh, Patrick Peterson and him potentially being on the trade block I wrote about that at lockdownbengals.com I'll discuss that a little bit on today's podcast just a little bit you should, uh, you should go read that at LockdownBengals.com. There's also links on Twitter, Instagram, and more. You can follow me on Instagram, by the way, at James Erpine. I'll certainly be posting Bengals videos and clips and uh, links to my work and stuff like that on Instagram as well. Uh, we're packed today. We're packed. You're going to hear from Joe Thomas, former Cleveland Brown, future Hall of Famer, a guy I really like in the media, what he said about Vontez Perfect in the hit that everyone seems to be talking about when he – Took uh, his elbow and hit Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown and Jesse Bates in the helmet. I'll discuss Vontez Perfect coming up in a bit. Um, also the Patrick Peterson stuff, but I want to start with Tony McRae in the end of the game because the end of the game yesterday, um, or two days ago, excuse me. It seems like every day is the same. Um, the end of the game, you're facing the Steelers. You're up one. Clock is at 22 seconds, I think it was. The last thing you can do is give up a touchdown in that situation. That's the very last thing. And you know your your defense has been beaten up. You've lost multiple starters, Darquez, Denard, Nick Vigil, etc. So you've been beaten up physically. You're missing starters. And you're going up against one of the best offenses in the game, a Hall of Fame quarterback, multiple Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers and maybe a future Hall of Famer in Antonio Brown. A lot of people consider him to be the best wide receiver in the league. My thought was very simple. Just looking back, the Bengals should have called a timeout. They were doing a play in which they were kind of going for it here. All right, we got to knock Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers out of field goal range. If you guys remember playing NFL Blitz back in the day, this was called a suicide blitz where you're literally sending everyone the last thing I want is everyone going in Tony McRae on an island with Antonio Brown. Worst case, I take a timeout and I say, look, guys, I know you communicated, but Jackson, hey, Mr. William Jackson, I want you to follow Antonio Brown. And it may not have worked out. Maybe Brown beats Jackson and they get closer in the field goal range. He sure as hell wouldn't have given up a touchdown, though. And I know Jackson was dinged up, but he was in there. I know Jackson left the field, but he was in there, and he didn't allow a completion all day long. 
and yet Tony McRae is somehow switched onto Antonio Brown before the play starts? Think about that. That would be like having one of your backups on LeBron James and crunch time. No, 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 switch back, switch back, switch back. There's no way if you're Kevin Durant, you want, insert whatever guy, Jacob Evans, the rookie from the University of Cincinnati, guarding LeBron James with the game on the line. No, 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 get out of the way, Jacob. Go guard someone else. I have LeBron here, period. That is it. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. That is a fact. And yet... The Bengals did not call a timeout. I put that on Marvin Lewis. I think that's coaching. I think that's poor coaching. And uh, I will say this. Tony McRae owned it yesterday. He was on Bengals line with Lance McAllister and Dave Lapham. And Lapham asked him about that final play and more. Here's Lap with McRae. Take us through the play. Take us through what you think should have been called, if anything should have been called. I'd just like to hear your version since you were out there on the field handling the whole thing. Well... We went through that play earlier this week. Um, I could have put myself in a way better situation. You know, offenses do that all the time. So, you know, you want a penalty on that, but naturally they never call that. Right. So, honestly, I should have backed off, used my corner help, got inside, and I could have put myself in a better position to at least make a tackle on that play. I put myself in a situation to get rubbed, which they don't coach that. So that was all on me. You know, you want a flag there, but they don't call that. That's just one of those things. So you said you guys worked on it earlier in the week because they had done it. Had they had they done had they run that play against zero coverage in the red zone, goal line, those type of situations? Yeah, they have, but not not necessarily zero, but they run it. A couple of years ago, um, if you guys remember, they actually ran that play, and Pac-Man Jones broke that play up yeah. from the outside in. You know, so you know. The same concept, the same design of that little rub action with the receivers. Exact same concept. They do it almost every game. You know, Pack broke it up. You know, I just got to put myself in a better situation to make that play. So did you know that that one-yard rule, did you, were you aware of that one-yard rule with respect to rub and all that kind of stuff? That Were you clear on that? Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's always great with rules like that. But, you know, right. you got to put yourself in the best situation. That's what Marvin them, you know, harp on us about. You know, some things you're just not going to go your way. That's life in football in general. So I just got to put myself in a better situation. That's Tony McRae, and props to him for owning it. I, absolutely, right? Like, I, at my job, I you know how many times I say my bad or I'm sorry or, yeah, that's on me, even though maybe a, a boss or someone else could have caught it. You probably do the same thing at your job. Uh, no doubt about it. But this is a guy who missed training camp, the majority of it, with an ankle injury. This is a guy who hadn't played all season long, basically, and you throw him out there and you expect him to guard Antonio Brown. Yes, is he going to learn from it? Sure. Are the Bengals going to have to rely on McCray moving forward? Maybe, especially if they don't listen to me with the whole Patrick Peterson thing. But overall, if you're a coach, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. And I know what Marvin Lewis would say. If I, if I said, Marvin, it's not fair. You put him in a, a lose-lose type of situation. You shouldn't have done that. He would have been like, look, all of our guys, next man up, blah, 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 blah. That's what all of our guys need to be ready. We prepare. And McCray said it. Hey, we went over it. That's fine. But those of you who have coached, it just coached anything, in, 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 anything. And I played in high school, and I coached sixth grade basketball one year in college. And I'm 20 years old coaching the sixth grade team. You know how many times you players lose attention? Their their attention, they space out. They don't pay enough attention. Are they the thing 
with that is, if you got a backup coming in off the bench, and I know NFL coaching is not like elementary school, I get that. But if you have a player coming in off the bench, you have to be 100,000% sure that they know what they're doing in that situation, period. It's on Marvin. This isn't Tony McRae who owned it. This is on Marvin. Marvin should have called a timeout. The Bengals had two timeouts. They didn't use either one, and it cost them. It cost them. That is it, period. It cost them. By the way, we'll get to some of your voicemails today as well. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We have a ton to get to, including Vontez Burfecht. Joe Thomas thinks Burfecht should be out for the rest of the season. We'll hear from Thomas next. But first, a word from my bookie, because ever since this podcast has started, there are listeners that ask for advice. Who should we bet on? Who should I wager on? Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I tell my people to bet with my bookie. They're the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online. Their mobile site is super easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. And I'd only recommend it if I used it. I use it weekly, and I'm urging you to do the same with my bookie. They have in-game betting, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And if you're a fantasy footballer, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code locked on25 to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on25 when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid with my bookie. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. We'll get to your voicemails coming up. I got two good ones to play for you. And uh, I will also discuss the whole Patrick Peterson thing, because if you haven't read it yet at LockedOnBengals.com, Go there, one, and read it, because I'm not going to go into as much detail here on the podcast as I did in the article and and in the column, but I will discuss that as well coming up in a bit. But uh, Joe Thomas was on ESPN Radio today with Golick and Wingo this morning, and they asked him about Vontez Burfecht, and Joe Thomas thinks that Burfecht should be suspended for the rest of the 2018 season. 
Well, when you take a forearm to somebody's head, neck area, especially a defensive receiver like we saw with Antonio Brown, who's already wrapped up going to the ground, that's clearly just intent to injure and severely injure. We're talking head, neck area. So uh, I don't know if this is a guy that can ever learn. Really, I I think he should be suspended probably the rest of the season because nothing else has gotten through to him. And I don't know if he's getting many more chances to be able to continue his career in the NFL because he has clearly shown no matter what the NFL does to him, he will not change the way he's playing the game. And that is just not a player that you can allow on the field. All right, that's Joe Thomas, former Browns great, now ESPN personality on Golik and Wingo earlier today. Uh, A couple things with this. In in the first one, I'm going to preface it by saying, no, I don't think Joe Thomas is a homer. No, I don't think that he's saying this because, oh, he's a Cleveland Brown and the Bengals and all that. He also said that A.J. Green was the anti-Odell Beckham Jr. last week. He's giving his honest opinion. And I think I'm at the point, and I think most fans are at the point now, where it's getting harder and harder to defend a guy like Vontez Perfect, and I'm not sure you can. You heard yesterday, uh, and I talked with Joe Goodberry on our Bengals film review, Vontez Perfect isn't the guy that he once was. And he was supposed to show that. I expected that Sunday. I really, I had high expectations for Vontez Perfect against the Steelers. I thought he would take all of that anger, all of that rage from last year, and just bottle it up and go out there and ball. Because that's what the great ones would do. That's what the, the truly, the, the great players would do. And honestly, I've reached a point with Perfect where I wonder if it's still worth it. I wonder if it's still worth the headache, the conversation, the the negative attention, the pouting on the sideline, which was the worst. Look, Vance McDonald ran him over. And look, I was there, and I know that he had a right shoulder injury. He was by himself, and I tweeted out a picture. He was by himself on the bench for minutes, not seconds, minutes, and he, he told a coach to, to go to hell or whatever he said. I don't know if he said go to hell. But he waved off a coach who was screaming at him after missing that tackle. And he went and he sat on the bench by himself. Teammates weren't around him. Trainers weren't around him. And I think the picture I tweeted, there was a trainer talking to him. He's pouting. I don't know if, if Marvin Lewis and the Bengals should continue to deal with this. And it starts with Marvin. Marvin enabled Vontez Perfect when he was younger. He did the same thing with Chad Johnson. He did the same thing with, with a variety of Bengals throughout the years. He enables them, and he convinces them, or, or they, it, it's not even he convinces them, but they realize, oh, I can, I can do more than that. I can, Marvin's a pushover. He's a pushover. I love him to death, but he's a pushover. I can get by with yelling at reporters after the game and yelling obscenities at him, which Vontez Perfect did do. Fine. You want to say that's not a big deal? Reporters need to be tougher? Fine. How about the fact that Vontez Burfecht took himself out of the game at the end of the second quarter and the Steelers went on to march downfield for a touchdown? How about that? How about the fact that the only times we noticed Vontez Burfecht outside of the almost interception were a bunch of missed tackles or when he, he came in and helped Sam Hubbard bring down James Conner. That was the biggest play he had, and it was a big play. Perfect isn't the same right now. And if he's going to play the way he's played the past two weeks for the rest of the year, he's not worth it. He's not worth the headache. He's not worth the pouting. He's not worth the attitude. He's not worth the mood tweaks. He's not worth any of it. And I know for a fact Vontez Perfect doesn't like the way the public looks at him. So you know what Vontez Perfect should do? 
because I don't expect him to be suspended. I don't expect him to be suspended for the season or anything like that. Vontez Burfick should go out there Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs and be the guy that, let's be honest, we've seen occasionally. He needs to go be that guy on national TV. Play to the whistle. Don't illegally hit anyone. Go out there and have 15 tackles and wreck the game for the Kansas City Chiefs and be a big reason why the Bengals get their fifth victory of the season and do it in front of a national television audience. Vontez, the reason people view you this way is because that's all they see. That's all they see, period. Stop blaming the media. Stop blaming other people and own it and go ball out in front of the national television audience. It is that simple. I'm so sick of people defending him and saying, oh, woe is me, woe is him. No, stop. Stop. You want to be an elite player? You think you're an elite player? You think you're that good? Then prove it Sunday and stop risking any type of illegal activity, illegal hit, etc. that's going to get you flagged and hurt your team, that could get you suspended and hurt your team, and that's going to cost you money, which I think it's going to cost him more fine money, which he's paid more fine money than I've made in my life during his NFL career. Think about that. Think about that for a second. He must love donating his game check. He must love donating part of that to charity. My God, the way that guy gets fined. And who knows, maybe something else changes or or he does get suspended, but based on what I've heard, it's not going to happen that being said, I need Vontez Perfect to man the hell up and play football at the level that we've seen prior. Because if not, Vontez, I got to be honest with you, man, you're not worth it. And once the Bengals let you go, most teams are going to view you and say, yeah, he's not worth it. Period. You don't want to end up on that second team because that second team ends up on a third team and then a fourth team. Ask anyone, any player, any really good player. Terrell Owens is a Hall of Famer. How many teams did he play on? Why? He was a headache. Stop being such a damn headache, Vontez, and make tackles and make plays and play to your full potential. I will say this, though, and I'm not defending Vontez. I just think it's stupid. There are media members tweeting out, oh, man, Vontez tweeted or or Vontez pointed at at Juju Smith-Schuster, and he said, oh, you're next. Who gives a damn? That they see who care. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger says Vontez said mean things to him. Okay. All right. I don't care about that. I literally don't care. I remember growing up playing playing basketball every single day, especially in the summer, every single day. I would say crazy bleeping, 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 bleep. I'm not going to say the words to people. And I was 14 years old. Okay? That, that's a part of it. I'm not, I have no, I don't care about cursing while you tra- trash talk on the professional football field. I'm not. I'm not doing that. You know how many people do that? A lot. A lot. And I I wouldn't blame it. It's fine. It's fine. But you have to back it up. That's the point. You have to back it up. So, no, I disagree with Joe Thomas. I don't think Perfect should be suspended for the rest of the year. But I also don't know if he's worth the headache that comes with him. And it's getting to that point. It really is. And it's the same song and dance, and it all comes back to Marvin. Marvin enabled him. Marvin continues to. Marvin defended him yesterday. Oh, when Vontez does something, everyone pays attention. But when anyone else does it, how about you just tell him to freaking be a dominant football player and stop all the nonsense? Just stop it. Just stop. And I don't think the hit was nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. He hit Jesse Bates worse. But that's the other thing. 
Don't do that because you're going to hurt Jesse Bates. God, perfect. Like, what are you thinking? It's Jesse Bates, who's been the Bengals' best tackler. He's their leading tackler now with, with Nick Vigil down. You kidding me? Nick Vigil out for a month, by the way. Vontae's perfect better show up on Sunday. I, you, you mark my word. If Vontae's perfect is not dominant Sunday, and that might not mean the Bengals win, he better be dominant Sunday against Kareem Hunt, against Patrick Mahomes. He better show up and ball out at Arrowhead Stadium. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. A quick reminder, Wiedemann's Fall Fest is this weekend. I'm going to be there. You should go too. Um, there's a ton of details that uh, I tweeted out at James Erpine at Locked on Bengals. Uh, but basically, it's three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All the details are at WiedemannsFineBeer.com. Join me for a bunch of different breweries, food trucks, etc., I'll be there. I plan on going there Sunday afternoon. I'll be there Sunday afternoon for a bit. Uh, I might be able to stop by Saturday. I'll keep you up to date later in the week when I I get closer to the weekend um, because I I have work Saturday, and naturally I I work Sunday evening as well. But Wiedemann's Fall Fest is here, and you should should go there, enjoy it. And if you can't go when I'm going, go anyways. Enjoy yourself. It'll be a ton of fun. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, Patrick Peterson. And your voicemails, there's two I want to get to, plenty to discuss as the Locked On Bengals podcast rolls on. And by the way, if you're traveling to Kansas City, or maybe you want to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game here at Paul Brown Stadium in two weeks when it's Bengals as they hopefully are looking for their sixth victory of the season, Vivid Seats is where it's at. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, you can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person, sports, concerts, theater, and more. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. I used it when I went to Chicago. You can use it too. And with the podcast code or promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, you're going to get $20 off your order of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive the 20 bucks off your order of 200 bucks or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. Again, go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and use promo code Locked On. It's Vivid Seats and VividSeats.com, promo code Locked On. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, real quick before we get to voicemails, Patrick Peterson, Jason Lockenfora of CBS Sports says that the Arizona Cardinals would be interested in trading Patrick Peterson. Peterson is owed $23 million, 2019-2020, under contract for the rest of this season and two more years. He's 28 years old. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Yes, 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 sign me up. If that means a first-round draft pick, do it. If that means a third-round draft pick, do it. I'd trade a first and a third right now for Patrick Peterson. I, now, would, I, would they be in the same draft? No. I would do a 2019 first and a 2020 third. Or a 2020 third in a 2020 first. You know, 2019 third, 2020 first. Uh, either way, that would be my max right there. A first and a third. Or if you want a first and a player on a rookie contract, I'd consider that. If you want a second and a player on a rookie contract, I'd consider that. But that's how high I'd be willing to go. We overrate these draft picks, man. We do. Oh, the unknown. The NFL NFL teams and sports teams in general, they fall in love with the unknown. Oh, but all these draft picks, they're going to end up with so much. And I love the draft. But got to be honest, if the Bengals could have turned the, the ninth overall pick instead of John Ross into Patrick Peterson two years ago, who wouldn't have been on board with that? If the Bengals could have turned the 21st pick, in which they used on, on Billy Price, into a, a three-time all-pro corner who's under contract for three years, who wouldn't be on board with that? More of that uh, is is on the website right now, LockedOnBengals.com. Check it out. Seriously, check it out. Read it, and then read it again because I, I really think that the Bengals need to be making this call. I think it would be a huge, huge boost to a team that desperately needs it, and it would prevent the Steelers, the Ravens, the Patriots, all the teams that you expect to contend in the AFC from getting a guy like Patrick Peterson. Let's get to some voicemails, and uh, two voicemails – Stood out this week. Um, one was just a, a really good breakdown of the final drive. But this one, I think a lot of fans can relate to this one. It just logically breaking it down and, and looking at what happened in that game. I thought that this was a, a really good call. Let's go to the Locked on Bengals voicemail. And a quick reminder, save this in your phone. The hotline is 513-666-0328. Again, 666-0328 with a 513 area code gets you uh, to the Locked on Bengals hotline, which you can leave me a voicemail in. I, I listen to all of them, but I hope to play as many as I can here on the podcast. I need to make a better point of doing so, which is why we're doing it right now. Let's go to the Locked on Bengals voicemail and let's hear from jeremy from southern california hello this is jeremy from southern california just very disappointing game very very disappointing game the offense played really poor in the middle of the game after that that score in the at the end of the second quarter going into the half they did nothing until the end of the game so that was really disappointing all the drop passes hurt cody core played too much joe mixon didn't get the ball enough you could tell he was wearing down the defense and they were getting tired of tackling him Defense, they defense did good enough until the end, obviously, but I just, the, the tight ends are just running wild all over the place like usual. 
they just couldn't overcome that. But the defensive line, I, even with what happened last week, the defensive line, they're not getting pressure. I don't know what's going on with Lawson, if he's losing time or there's just certain things he can't do. He didn't really play that much at all. Billing, there were some really weird lineups in there. I think it's Coach Bernie, I think it is. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But that defensive line, Atkins did nothing today. It was just, it was just not, it's not a good game. It's not a good game. They're thin at wide receiver all of a sudden. They're thin at cornerback all of a sudden. Just, just a very disappointing game. Just not just poorly played. Jeremy, I appreciate the call. It was poorly played. It was, like, if you look, and the Bengals were in this game, but if you look at just the numbers, and, and I don't have them off the top of my head, or I, I don't have them in front of me, but off the top of my head, the Steelers won first downs 26 to 19. Total yards was like 480 to two something. Like, they got dominated. They got do- James Conner had, had a bigger day than Joe Mixon because Mixon didn't get the ball. I'm with you. It was poorly played. The Bengals were lucky to have a lead with two minutes to, or, or less than two minutes to go. Honestly, they were lucky. They were lucky it was that close. And it, it could have been the other way around. It could have been flipped. They could have had a chance to w- not only a chance to win, they could have won. And I think that's the problem. If Marvin Lewis goes for it on fourth down, to start the third quarter, that might have changed things. If Marvin Lewis had taken a timeout with Tony McRae, who knows? Maybe the Pittsburgh kicker misses it. He had missed a ton that Boswell had this year. Had a case of the yips, as some may say. So I totally agree. It was a poorly played game. It was a poorly coached game. No one had a good game coaching. No one. No one, no one, no one. Marvin didn't. Bill Lazor didn't. Hell, Mike Tomlin didn't because he didn't challenge that James Conner touchdown. And Terrell Austin sure as hell didn't. So, yeah, it's tough. It's totally, uh, totally disappointing. I think a lot of Bengals fans would agree with a lot of your points. Uh, I appreciate you calling. Let's get one more voicemail. And this is a, a really good breakdown of what happened at the end of the game. The Bengals get the ball 323 to go. The offense should take their time moving downfield. They moved it downfield very quickly at the end of the first half. And they moved it too quick. At the end of the second half, I think it's on Andy. I think it's on Marvin. This is uh, Andy in Burlington on the Bengals' final possession. Hey, James, this is Andy from Burlington, Kentucky. I'm going to take another take at this. Uh, enjoy the podcast. You know, I feel like the Bengals lost the opportunity to win that game. Uh, the key was you've got the ball on your own 25 with 323, I think it was, on the clock and two timeouts. You're not going to win that game if you turn the ball over on downs have to count on stopping Pittsburgh and then getting the ball back deep in your own end with no timeouts and little time on the clock. The only way to win that game was to score and leave as little time as possible on the clock, which means you're going to have to have confidence in your offense's ability to score and bleed a little clock off. We certainly should have run on the first play after the two-minute warning. A couple notes. We had three incomplete passes on that drive, that last drive on first down. Uh, three plays, we snapped the ball without running the play clock down, which means we ran off 66. We could have run off 66 more seconds. Uh, we only had one third down play, so it's not like our backs were against the wall. We only had one third down on that drive, and it was a third short, third and four, if I'm not mistaken. So we had makeable down and distance. We should have run the ball on first down a couple of times to bleed the clock, even if we got no game. And we're sitting there at second and ten. By the way, we had second and ten everywhere. Anyway, because we had two incomplete passes on first down, and then we got a, uh, the holding call on Erickson pass interference, so we ended up getting first and ten. Point is, even once we got the ball inside the 20, 
We still didn't bleed clock. We snapped the ball with 17 seconds, I think, on the play clock, and then we inexplicably throw an out route to stop the clock. Meanwhile, we've still got two timeouts, and we end up giving the ball back to Pittsburgh. And I feel like I listen to Mike Lombardi's podcast, and he quotes Marty Schottenheimer a lot, saying, what do we have to do to avoid losing a game in that situation? I can't, I can't agree more with him. I couldn't agree more. And I would have, I might have pushed back a little bit until I watched the Patriots do exactly that Sunday night. Tom Brady gets the ball, 3.03 to go, and he's like, all right, we are going to take our sweet-ass time and not let Pat Mahomes touch the ball one more time. That simple. And the Bengals, I get it, when you need to score a touchdown, you got to, uh, versus kick a field goal where you could kind of set things up and stuff like the Patriots did. But there's no way you couldn't have bled, I don't know, 30, 40 more seconds off that clock or all three Steelers timeouts. You could have made it harder on Ben and Tomlin and Brown and those boys to do what they did, which is drive right down the damn field. 118 to go. Why would you leave that much time? If you're Bill Lazor, why would you call an out route to A.J. Green? If you're Andy Dalton, why would you snap the ball with play clock left? I, I just It's one thing after another after another, and it goes back to coaching and just being smart. Just being, It's like against the Steelers, this team has a mental block. It's, I, I don't know what it is. I, I really don't. I don't know what it is. But... The, the reality of it is that this Bengals offense, led by an eight-year pro, a guy in Andy Dalton who I've praised, all I heard was how calm, cool, and collected he was in Atlanta when they took their time, drove downfield, and went and scored the game-winning touchdown. All I've heard is how great he's been, and I've praised him all season long. You get the ball with 3.23 to go. Your defense is reeling because of injuries. Think about it. You're the leader of the entire team, Andy. Hey, Marvin, think about it and remind your eight-year pro, hey, we might want to take our time here. We, we might want to relax a little because if we have to give our defense, if our defense needs to get another stop, I'm not sure they can do it. And yet they didn't. It's just a complete gaffe, complete screw-up by this Bengals offense, and that's why they're 4-2. and two. It is. It's on Andy and it's on Marvin. Period. And the play calling from Bill Lazor, don't I, I, don't get me started on that again. Don't get me started on that again because the fact that he didn't and Andy makes a great point. They should have ran the ball more, but even on that final drive, you can run it. Running it is okay. Hell, I watched the Patriots almost on purpose get a third down. Like on on third it was like third and one and they're like, "Okay, let's take our time." We're going to hand it off and get the first down. This Bengals team, man, they're so talented, but they couldn't get out of their own way against Pittsburgh. They're lucky as hell that it was as close as it was. I'm James Erpine. Check out LockedOnBengals.com. Seriously, go there and read what I wrote about Patrick Peterson. There's a ton more on the Bengals Steelers as well. I'll be in the Bengals locker room tomorrow. And Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs is going to join us for a Locked On crossover. So you hear from Bengals players. You'll hear from Ryan Tracy and so much more. We're packed. We're stacked. We are loaded this week on the Locked On Bengals podcast. This season, I will say this, and they're 4-2 and two and things have gone well for the most part. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. It's been so much fun just talking to you guys every day and doing this. And the weeks go so fast. I can't believe... 
tomorrow's Wednesday already. Before we know it, it's going to be Sunday. Thank you. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for retweeting. Thanks for bantering and uh, banter back and forth on Twitter. Thanks for all of that. I love it. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm James Erpine. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.